What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Butterfly Effect Podcast. Hello, hi, if this is your first time here, my name is Liana. I am the host of this thing. Zoo is also here. And he keeps stepping on my computer. Zoo Daniel, if you're gonna be a part of this thing, you need to be a cooperative host, okay? You can come sit here. Okay, so let me just start with, I made the mistake. I don't know, if those of you who have cats and are cat parents, you can relate to this. Maybe you can. I don't know, but Zoo is a house cat, okay? He wants to be an outside cat, he wants to be an alley cat, he wants to be in the streets, but he's not built for that, okay? He's a suburbs cat, he needs to stay within the house. Do you get what I'm saying? So sometimes here and there I'll let Zoo out of the house. I live in an apartment, I'll let him into the hallway, we'll walk around, but if you've been to my apartment building, it is like, I don't even know how to explain it, like almost, like we have almost have like balconies on the inside. It's not, that, that's the best way I can explain it right now. There's like open beams going across from each side of the apartment and Zoo gets a little too adventurous and runs a little too qu quick sometimes and darts onto those beams. Like I found him on the beams. I am on a very high floor. So Zoo falling would not be one of his lives. It would be all nine of his lives if you get what I'm saying. So it freaks me out to let him out but I feel bad because he gets so bored being in the house all day, especially when I'm like gone at work or just out. I love, I love, love, love my apartment. So grateful for it. I absolutely love my space. I wouldn't honestly change too much about it. <laughs> Had to be choosy with my words there. Um, but the one thing I would change is it does not have a balcony. I love sitting outside. I love sitting on a balcony and Zoo likes to sit out there with me and I just can't do that in this space, so. Anyways, rant over. The reason why I also said that is he's being very vocal right now and he's talking back a lot. I know this sounds crazy for people who don't have cats and I never thought I would be this type of cat mom or just type of person about a pet at all. But that's my son at this point. I've had him since I was a senior in college. So he's really, he's, he's my role cat. I was gonna say role dog, but you know, different species. Anyways, he's been meowing at the door and being very vocal and talking back a lot tonight so if you hear him in the background he's complaining that i'm not letting him outside and he can't play zabumafu or whatever that monkey is that swings yeah zabumafu he's trying to get his zabumafu on and it's not happening if you're not just an audio listener and you are watching this you may see me awkwardly shift a bunch because my legs feel like the muscles are quite literally ripping off the bone and I'm not trying to even sound dramatic. That is how it feels every time I try to stand up or anytime I try to sit down or even if I just try to take a step, honestly. Like when I was at the gas station, there was a state patrol parked next to me and I had to walk in. I was like, he's gonna think I'm drunk because I cannot walk straight because my legs are so sore. And you wanna know why? You wanna know who the culprit is? Devin. My near and dear co-host from the last episode, that you should have watched. If you haven't, go watch it now. It's really, really good. But my spiritual guru, Devin, kicked my ass in the gym yesterday. He's like, we're gonna get back in. He's a trainer. I was like, sure, I'll go to training. Like, I've just been doing Pilates and yoga, so I haven't been lifting. And oh my gosh, I didn't even, I don't even feel like I lifted that heavy, but my legs are so sore. He kicked my butt. So if anyone's looking for a trainer, definitely go to him because you will definitely get your ass kicked there's no doubt about it but anyways my legs are so sore today and i don't know about anybody else but for me i'm way more sore the second day so i don't <laughs> 
I don't even want to wake up in the morning and know what that's about to feel like. I don't even want to know what that's about to feel like. And I think I just have to work out through it. I have to stretch. I have, I know all these things, but I'm scared and I work tomorrow. So, and work was a little difficult today. Like I was wobbling. Thank gosh it's dark in where I serve. Speaking of that, speaking of that, wow. I miss, sorry Keith, I love you. Thanks for all the help you've been doing with this podcast, but I miss being able to just sit and ramble. This feels good. I might have to keep doing these because, wow, I was feeling a little down and out because I I didn't realize it was until I got home, but I was just, my social battery was so drained. Um, and also, I'm it's that time of the month and I'm on birth control again. So like those things, the hormones, they were just, it's live. It's on and popping inside this body right now, okay? That's all I can say. Um, but anyways, yeah, this venting, this just talking, it's making me feel good. I didn't have therapy this week, so this is in place of that. So I don't know, lucky for y'all or unfortunate for y'all. I don't know which one it is. What I was going to say is I am really standing on business because I'm trying so hard to stay consistent with this podcast. I absolutely love it. I love doing it, and I know that... For me, staying consistent makes me feel better. Like it feels like I'm doing it for myself. I'm carving out time to do things that are my passions. So I feel really, I feel good when I'm staying consistent towards my goals. So today is Friday and this episode will go out on Sunday. And I had all week to record this, but I kept putting it off because I didn't know what I wanted to say. And then I was like, don't even plan what I'm gonna say. Like I have topics and that's what, I was kind of trying to figure out what I wanted to go with this episode. Um, but anyway, here we go. You hear him? What? Are you going to come be in this episode or are you going to sit there and meow at me with food on your lip? Looking crusty. Next time you come and meow at me, maybe lick your lip first. The audacity, honestly. The episode I'm so excited for y'all to hear is the episode with... Blase and Jawan and then my surprise guest Shakira. It was so good. It's almost It's over two hours long um, I don't know if I'm going to split it into two episodes or keep it as one long episode for you guys next Sunday um, Let me know your thoughts on that because this will drop on Sunday um, But yeah, let me know your thoughts if you'd like one long episode or shorter episodes not to say I'm going to pick it, but it's just good to know what people like because I do struggle with that because some episodes do get pretty long. I'm like, do people want it split in half or would they rather just sit and listen to all of it? So yeah, feedback is much appreciated on that one, y'all. Uh, but anyways, that episode is good. It is very good. I was shocked by a lot of things that were said and I think there was moments where I honestly got a little, a little emotional, but I blame that on my birth control, so... <clears throat> I'm a thug. I'm a spiritual thug. Other than that, what does Cardi B say? I'm an emotional gangsta. That's me. Maybe I'm not a gangsta at all, but I am emotional. So, <laughs> oh, so anyways, I was at work today and I'm just like, just, I just, you know those days you just don't want to go in and you don't want to be social. I was having like a normal day. It was a Friday. I was ready to make some money. The, the last couple days have been super slow. Um, and that's just not good for me when I have to pay bills. You know what I'm saying? So, when you hear this next part, just take it with a grain of salt. If you do any of these things, that's your business. But I'm just going to share my experience being a server. Okay, so this couple come in for this girl's birthday. 
and they are first seated and then they don't want to sit there and they want to sit somewhere else and so that's fine like yes you should if you don't like your spot you should speak up for sure but like sometimes as a restaurant like that's annoying because we have a system and we have certain things that we're saving for certain like certain upcoming reservations and we also again have like a system of what server gets set next and blah 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 but like obviously if the customer really wants to move or really wants to sit somewhere we accommodate it it's not a big deal but just so y'all know we're not just saying no we don't want to move you for no reason like there's a there's a there's a system going on okay so we move them no problem no problem so they get sat in my section i had just got sat like two tables which isn't a big deal but that's just you know some extra context for the story and i go up to say hi like my name's liana welcome to blah 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 and they don't even look up from their phones at me and that instantly should not put me in a like in a, shouldn't annoy me because it's honestly it's part of the job but it's just like human decency it's like hi i'm talking to you i am not a slave i am a server and i am paid to be here but you can still show me respect so that pissed me off right off the bat and I go in the back and I'm like, this table and it's her birthday, like, ugh. See, Zukin sense it's getting hostile. He'll come over and sit next to me. Thank you, baby, you're so sweet. So I go in the back and I'm like, okay, maybe, you know, whatever, just I'm gonna do my job, do the bare minimum, get out of there, you know? Cause I know I'm cut after this. So I go back out there, I drop some waters off and, and like reintroduce myself. It turns out she had headphones in, so I was like, okay. That's fine, but like you still saw movement, but I digress, I digress. Um, so I go like give them my spiel, blah blah blah, give them recommendations, they order my recommendation, like vibes are good. I'm like, okay, this is gonna be a fun table, it's her birthday, like we're gonna make it a good night. And take their orders, she's drinking, he's drinking, da da da. So I put in their food, blah blah blah, they get a to-go order, I'm getting all these to-go boxes for them, like going above and beyond, we get them a surprise birthday cake and we sing. We are not a singing restaurant. This is not Chili's, as as May likes to say. This is not Chili's. We are not singing. We are not clapping. This is not your local neighborhood bar and grill Applebee's, okay? Like this, this is more just like a sexy vibe. So if you want to sing, your server wants to sing, they're just singing because they're bored, honestly. That's why. So my other server, co-worker comes out. She's like, I want to sing. I'm like, okay, you can sing. I don't feel like singing, but when she's singing, I kind of have to sing now for my own table, okay? You know what I'm saying? So then I, we go out and sing, and here's the part that makes it even worse. We come out singing, happy, like, we're a happy birthday. He's like, oh, so, so stop, I want to record. So we stop in our, mid or, in our middle of our tracks. We're frozen with the cake in our hand, and every like people are starting to look, and we're literally just frozen. And he's like, oh, stop, stop, and gets his camera out. Okay, go, happy, oh, and he takes a picture. He takes a picture and not a video. So then we have to start a third time. Happy birthday. Da, da, da. And he's just recording, you know, zooming in on her. Oh, this is good. This is good. And I'm like, okay, sir. Whatever. I put the cake down. Da, da, da. I leave. They get the to-go order. Blah, blah, blah. This was so good. Thank you so much. Blah, blah, blah. Bill comes to $150. Pause your screens. Pause your, your phones, your devices that you're listening to this on. And guess. Guess how much they tip me on that $150 tab? Zero. They did not tip me anything. So that felt great because, like, not only did you just should, even a dollar, like, I get it's hard times out here. Trust me. And I get it's for a birthday, so you want to do a little extra. And I completely understand that too. But 
I don't know, and I can't judge, but I'm, this is me. I'm, you know what, I am judging, because I'm annoyed, because it's my job. It's my job, and I, I, I make a living off my tips, unfortunately not minimum wage, and I understand that tips are earned, but I feel like I did earn my tip in that moment, because I went above and beyond, I gave them a free dessert, I sang three times for them, not even just once, three times for them, they got to go orders, they were getting multiple drinks, so it's not like they were just going out and getting the bare minimum, you know what I mean? Like, I've been out where I'm like, I'm getting my meal, no pops, no drinks, no desserts, no extras, just this meal because this is what I can afford right now plus tip, okay? I've been in those positions. They weren't doing that. They just did not tip me. And I don't know if he just didn't remember. I don't know. because he, he, I don't know. I don't know. But that pee, that, oh, it frustrated me because, yeah, I, deser I, I deserved a tip, I believe. And that's annoying. They were nice. Other than that... Um, and it is what it is. It happens every blue moon and it har hardly ever happens. And honestly, mostly people are super generous with tips and over tip more than way more than 20%. So I am still blessed. I just had to say that, you know, because it irked me. It irked me. And don't be that person. Grateful for my job, all of that. I'm actually another great segue. Wow, I'm on fire. I will be working Valentine's Day serving. This is the first time I've ever worked on Valentine's Day in a restaurant. So we'll see how that goes. It's going to be tons and tons of couples, which is cute because I love love. I never, yeah, I'd rather be at dinner. I'm not going to lie. I'd rather be at dinner instead of serving. So, you know, but I'm going to make money because I'm single. I'm always single on Valentine's Day. Like since college, I I've had boyfriends, but I'm always single on Valentine's Day. I love Valentine's Day. I think it's cute. I, you got, y'all know me. I'm a lover girl. I am a lover girl. The cat's out the bag. Oh my gosh. So I'm single on Valentine's Day again. And honestly, I'd rather be working, you know, making money than just sitting at home. Cause I've spent a lot of Valentine's Day on my own, like just self love, like make myself my favorite dinner. I watch a movie. So like it, it doesn't bother me being single, but it would be really nice to be in love on Valentine's Day, like, and just be in that lover's day. But I do think that you should celebrate, like, love and romance every single day. Valentine's Day is very much a hallmark holiday. It was a holiday created to make money, obviously. Like, we should be intentional with love every day, of course. But it's okay to celebrate it specifically on... Valentine's Day. Spreading love is a good thing, so we should do that, and I like it. So I hope Valentine's Day goes well and I make good money, okay? Oh, and if you guys are not doing anything on Valentine's Day, you guys should definitely go to DJ Blase's event. He is doing it at 56 Brewing, and it is the Lover's Radio and R&B experience. And if I was not working, this is exactly where I would be. It's on Valentine's Day, February 14th, obviously. Six to nine, there's a throwback photo booth, um, free RSVP via Eventbrite, so make sure you guys RSVP because I'm sure this is going to fill up really quickly. You guys should definitely check it out if you guys are not, if you don't have plans or, or you're single and you just want to go with your Galentines or your bro, I don't know your bros, I feel like guys aren't probably going, I don't know. Is there like a, a guy version of a Galentine? A bro in time? A felentine? That sounds weird. Fellas. Anyways, um, go to the event to be free. The main thing I wanted to talk about, honestly, in this episode was, like, right now, I am 
back in therapy i took a little break for a few months when honestly it was at a time where i should have continued therapy but i was like such in the heat of going through stuff with my financial issues and then going through stuff with my stepdad um and his cancer which he is cancer free he just took his test and they did not find anything they are really really happy with his results um he has to go back every three months for the first two years but so far so good and we're going to continue keeping our energy and our positive thoughts on positive results so we love that um but anyways i was in the thick of it so a lot of times when i'm in like the thick of like whatever traumatic situation I'm getting through, I just have to buckle down and get through it. I can't really process as I go, and maybe that's something I work on in the future, but like as a survival mechanism that I've just learned over years, I just have to like buckle down and push through and like just do what I need to do to get through each day and can put one foot in front of the other. Like I can't sit in these negative feelings too long or else I'm just going to get super depressed and just sit there. So I just like kind of get through it. So I wasn't going to therapy at that time just because I didn't have the space or energy or desire to even unpack the shit that I was going through. I just had to get through it, if you get what I'm saying. So I took a break from therapy for like three months and I was in a relationship and my dad was going through that. There was some other family stuff going on. Like there's always, there's always like little things, I swear. That's just life or my life. And it was just a rough time. So I get through that. I go through a breakup. Some other shit in my life happens. And I'm like, yeah, it's time to get back into therapy. Like I feel like we're hitting the peak of things that I can handle the way that I'm handling. And if I don't get help, this could get ugly. So I got back into therapy and it was amazing. Um, I feel like I'm able to work through a lot of the stuff that I was going through. Um, and therapy is just like, oh, it's just a hug for your brain. It helps, at least when you have anxiety like me. Um, it is so nice to speak to somebody who is trained to have healthy responses i am i am on a journey of becoming a healthier version of myself every single day in every aspect in my physical life my emotional life my spiritual life i want to handle situations the best way i can um that not only for me and the people around me it's nice to be validated that your perspective of something is valid she'll help me make connections as to why things happen or why I'm feeling certain ways. And those making those connections for some reason really gives me ease and peace. Like it helps my anxiety, like, oh, that makes sense. Like specifically dating. So I was going through a breakup and honestly it is what, it, the breakup was the breakup, right? Like I'm still healing from it, but like wish him the best. Like honestly, there's nothing really that needs to be said about that. But what was really important about that relationship is what type of person he wasn't, not to put him in a category at all, but I have a tendency to go for emotionally unavailable men. So I realized that was a pattern I was doing. Like my exes, all the guys that I go for, like I get my feelings hurt because I keep going for these emotional unavailable men. And I just like, I don't understand why I was doing it. It's like, I almost want them to choose me, to pick me. Um, to pick me to be the one that they open up to, you know, and that they, they let me in, you know, I wanted to be that person. I'm like, why the fuck do I want to do, to be that for these people? And like, I never considered myself someone who had daddy issues because I have 
two great dads. And so I just like closed that thought off for so long or it's me being stubborn or me not wanting to see what I'm really doing to myself and the positions that I'm really putting myself into. And let me also pause and say like, maybe it was just not on the emotional level that I am wanting to coexist with or I want to have a relationship with. They didn't have the level of emotional depth that I require in a relationship and that I want in a relationship. It is emotionally unavailable in a sense, but I just feel like that sounds so rude and I can't diagnose that on anybody, but I was going for these same type of flavor of men. You know what I'm saying? Like the men that are like reserved and quiet and I have to pick and prod and I have to earn. I started to get to the point where I'm like, obviously I'm the common denominator, okay? I'm the one making these choices. I'm the one not vetting these men out, shout out Jawan. I'm not vetting these men good enough. I'm picking the same type of character. Like, Liana, play a new game, you know what I'm saying? And I'm like, I have to figure out why I'm doing this. Because obviously there's a pattern happening here. I'm the common denominator. I need to figure out why I'm attracted to these men. They're, they're fulfilling some type of purpose. We talked about it a lot in therapy and it, a lot of it does tie back to like your relationships that you have with your parents and the relationships you saw your parents in growing up. And I think I didn't want to like make that connection for the longest time because I didn't want to ever put my parents in a bad light in any sense at all because I am so grateful for all of my parents. They have all made so many sacrifices for me to have the life that I have. So to sit and unpack ways that maybe they affected me in the way I date just does not make me feel good to do. And so it was really hard for me to like sit down and make that connection for a while. And I've been like slowly doing it um, in a way because obviously in mom and dads, if you listen to this, I love you and this, please don't ever take any of this as slander. It's just, it's life. Your parents do the absolute best they can do. And I truly believe that. And my parents did the absolute, absolute best they can do. But even so, there's still like sometimes certain areas get missed and you know, or certain things have certain effects on people. It just is what it is. And it doesn't mean they're any negative things. I just feel like I have to say that. But anyways, me and my therapist were working through that and um, how my parents' personalities and their relationships, their personal relationships or lack of relationships have affected me. And so, for example, growing up, my mom was super independent. She had me at 16, made a ton of sacrifices um, for me to even be here and for me to have the life that I have. And I'm so thankful for that. But seeing my mom be so independent, and it be, it was, it's always been a great thing, always been an amazing thing, right? But it, I have now hyper-independence because of it, I feel like. Like, I have a hard time letting anyone, let alone men, help me out. And that's not a blanket statement. There's times where, like, I'm learning to, like, allow men to do things for me. Um, but it's, like, not, I'm not someone who could just, like, ask for a guy to send me money for my nails like that I'd rather just paint them or do them myself like things like that I admire when women can do that ask for what you want and you should get it that's absolutely how it should work but because I grew up with like a such a strong independent mom who did not ask for help like my mom does not ask for help very often like at all in it 
obviously now looking back on it, I wish she would just receive help better and that's where I get it from. That's my role model. She never asked for help. I just grew up thinking, nope, I'm not asking either. So like that's one way or like seeing how my mom and my dad's dynamic is growing up and then like my dad, he's he's an emotional man and he's in touch with his emotions. He is not like this careless or heartless man at all, but he's very closed off with his feelings. And we've had conversations about this too. And as he gets older and as I'm seeing him now with his new fiance, um, I'm seeing a different side of him, which is really great to see and it makes me really happy, but I didn't see that growing up at all. Like the emotional side of my dad was never shown to me. I think the first time I even seen my dad cry was at my graduation when he was giving a speech at my graduation party. So like I really rarely ever saw my dad show those emotions. On top of that, my dad, for those of you who don't know, my dad is in a wheelchair so and he has been my entire life. And because of that, it makes being mobile and getting to things difficult. And I knew that from a young age. I can acknowledge that. I knew that and I always gave my dad that, you know, that past because of that. There were times growing up where like I'd have an event and my dad said he would be there and he couldn't be there and it would be very disappointing and I remember being sad about it but having to just hide those feelings because one I was really happy that like my mom and my stepdad and my siblings were always there for me like those were like I was so grateful for the people who were there I felt bad feeling bad about the people who weren't there and like my mom did a really good job she knew I was disappointed my mom did a good job at like I don't know, just always being consistent for me because sometimes my dad couldn't be. And that is like one thing that I get really triggered by in current relationships and I was like, I didn't realize that I was making those connections. Experiences as a kid, I just had no idea have an actual connection and play a role in like what hurts me and what I look for and what makes me feel safe in a relationship. And like, yeah, the more work I do on myself, the more I'm, I'm able to know what I want in a relationship and set better boundaries for myself and that yeah that feels really good it's a hard process it's a really like draining one and then you can't stop on seeing patterns and like it once you start just get ready <laughs> if you choose to go down this road of therapy which I still think everyone should do but I don't want to sit here and act like therapy is the easiest thing ever like once you end that session, yeah, some days you feel so good on top of the on top of the world, like nothing can bring you down, you feel lighter, you got everything off your chest. But some days, like, it rolls into the next couple days and you just start, you have to process a little bit longer. And it's good though, because I'd much rather process this than let it like stay inside and hold me back from being like a better version of myself. On a positive note, like again, tying back to my dad, like it's really cute to see him with somebody for the first time. My dad's fiance, Anne, is finally here in the United States. Um, they're getting married in March. I'm so excited. So it's cool to see my dad in this version of my dad and see my dad finally get have somebody because my entire life he never brought a girl around me. Like so no, there was no stepmom role that I ever had to adapt to. Like I've always had a stepdad since I was five. It's hard for me to like imagine my life without my stepdad. Like he is such, he is such an important part of my life. I could never, ever, ever see my life without him. But I've never had somebody in that stepmom role. So it's interesting. It's gonna be. It's just all a lot of things are changing. 
Um, but I like it. Good changes for sure. Definitely changes for the better. This is going to be a shorter episode since it's just me and I can only talk to myself for so long. Surprise, surprise. I know. That is shocking to hear, but I cannot ramble on for hours and hours by myself. It's crazy. I'm really excited about this. I had the idea to have both my dads on doing a conversation together um, about just what that experience was like. So that episode is coming soon. If you have any questions that you think would be interesting to ask them on Instagram, so if you go there, there's a link in the bio. You can drop your anonymous questions there. I loved, you guys really showed out for that Valentine's Day episode with Juwan. Um, Blase and Shakira like y'all really came for them like the amount of questions I didn't even get to get through all of them because there were so many questions So thank you so much for every single one of you who put in a question like there were so many and it was amazing But if you have any random questions you think would be interesting to hear on this podcast or specific questions for like my dad's um, and that upcoming episode always 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 drop them in anonymously or you can text them or DM them to me whatever you feel most comfortable but I would love to hear what questions you guys have because I'm always going to ask what I got, but I'm always open for more perspectives. You know what I'm saying? I think that is going to be it for this week's episode. I love y'all. I hope you have a wonderful Valentine's Day. This is going to be a little bit early, but nonetheless, maybe you listen to it late. Who knows? But happy Valentine's Day from me to you. Bye.